Hey, buddy, do you want to say a few words about this show before uh, people give it a listen? Yeah, I want to encourage everybody, if they want to uh, to learn more about the uh, Albums Are Dead podcast, to go to albumsaredead.com or visit us on twitter.com slash albumsaredead, on Facebook, again, slash albumsaredead, and uh, where else? We're on Instagram, uh, and if you look for Albums Are Dead on Instagram, how about that? We'll also be there. We're also on iTunes, and... Uh, I think right now that's the only place we are. We're going to try to eventually get to like Google Play, Spotify, all that. But on most podcatchers, if you type in Albums Are Dead, uh, you're going to find us. Tell me, uh, do we make money doing this show? We do not make any money doing this show. And uh, all the songs that we play on the show are for preview purposes only. So make sure to go and support the artists. Even if they don't need support, it's still the right thing to do. Go uh, stream their music legally or buy the tracks because uh, we want to keep above board, folks. All right, folks, uh, with all that being said, I think we should get to our episode. What do you think? Let's do it. <laughs> You've had a rut laugh here the last few days, haven't you? Well, I've been weeping as well. Why? Just now. Really? I, was, I wasn't going to come and talk to you because I've been crying. <laughs> with joy? Yeah, tears of um, whatever the emotion is. It's, it's a weird one. Happiness. Yeah, I'm really freaked out by it all, actually. It's Are you really? Yeah. Or are you just being modest? No, no, I'm actually telling the truth for, for once. It's uh, spectacular, isn't it? Best British album. That's the biggie of the night. That's a real honour, isn't it? Yeah, that's the biggest. Isn't that the biggest award in British music, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, it's the biggest award of this show, and it is, mm. this is the biggest award show in Britain. So, yeah, mm. you'd be right. Uh, you look chuffed a bit. You know, nice to turn up then, didn't it? It really does. <laughs> it really does. You, you moonwalked up to the podium for that one. Yeah, but if you'll notice, I was watching where I was going to make sure I didn't back into anybody. You know, so <laughs> With your feet. You've got to show a bit of respect when you moonwalk. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> now, your performance this evening, I know you put a lot of thought and effort and time into it. Would you like to see how it looked, the fruits of your labour? Yeah, I wouldn't mind, actually. Okay, yeah. here we go. Albums are dead. Hey, what's up, buddy? Oh, just getting excited for some darkness action. Oh, it's been a long week since we talked. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, I am Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. I'm at Megamix.com, riding shotgun as you take us through a uh, tremendous album that I love, and uh, I'm sure you do as well. Um, you think? Looking forward to it. <laughs> We're going to talk about Permission to Land by the Darkness today, a 2003 release. Um, you mentioned last week the newest album covered on this show so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're into 2003. Previously, we'd done a couple from 2001. Those were our most recent. Uh, now we're uh, into uncharted territory, my friend. Uh, did I say who I was? I forgot. Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, the darkness uh, we are talking about this week. Uh, before we get into this, though, I was just wondering. Yeah. Uh, do you would you like to ask me any questions this week? Yeah, yeah. You're the uh, you're the man who concocted this uh, this whole uh, sh- all these shenanigans today. Um, why why permission to land, my friend? Because it's one of the best albums ever. I mean, so good. That that might be a, a, a little bit grand a statement, but I mean. It's such a great fucking album. It's one of my favorites. Yes. Uh, loved it from the moment I first got my dirty mitts on it. Um, it's a tight little album. We got 10 tracks. Um, 
I mean, I was going to say all killer, no filler, a little filler, a little filler. Yep. Um, but largely amazing. Uh, and, uh, just kind of a band that I was a massive mark for, for at least like, you know, the first, you know, seven or eight years that since I first heard them, their latest stuff. Um, I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't really listen to a lot of it, but, uh, I would say, listen, go check out solid gold off Pinewood smile. All right. From a couple of years ago. Uh, or a year and a half ago, it's a great song. And uh, so that's uh, that was Any my song where it talks about how you're shitting out solid gold. That's great. <laughs> so that's uh, that's why I chose it. Uh, what do you think of the darkness and uh, oh, in so general in this same album? Way as you, I wouldn't call myself as big of a mark, maybe, um, but still uh, quite quite enjoyed this album and uh, their second album in particular. And uh, yeah, always always. Uh, it's one of those bands where I don't listen to them a lot, but when something comes up on, on the old shuffle, always brings a smile. Ah, nice. And of course, highly quotable lyrics. Yes. Uh, in our in our in our circle, uh, especially. Um, <laughs> and we'll we'll get to that today, specifically. Yep. Um, uh, obviously, this is a Kid Tetris favorite. Yep. And uh, so that that of course always you know when Kid Tetris likes something, it just gets taken to a whole new level. Of course it does. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited. I, I, I'm excited just to even hear snippets of songs today. Um, uh, took a listen to it uh, last week and uh, yeah, was, uh, was, was, was hyped. Um, my question to you. Oh, please. Question, have you seen The Darkness in concert? Multiple times. Yes, tell us about it. Uh, when have I seen them? Well, I saw them in... Uh... First time I saw them was in early 2004 in Montreal. Uh, I was living in uh, Ottawa at the time. Yeah. So they played actually in Verdun, which is just a suburb south of Montreal, and they, they have a pretty sizable arena there. So I saw them play a show there. Not, not Verdun, Manitoba. No, no. I did not go to Verdun, Manitoba, a home of the Manitoba Provincial Men's Curling Championship this year I saw. That's right. Yes. Uh, but uh, no, I did not uh, see them in Verdun, Manitoba. Yeah, Verdun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I have seen them in Minneapolis. Uh, oh, I mean, is there is there a better city to see abandoned? Absolutely, uh, like not like there there was. I'm trying to remember where I saw them in Minneapolis, because um, it wasn't. I I can't I can't remember for the life of me. It was, certainly wasn't the arena. Um, Too many. Yeah, You've but seen too many. you can't keep them all straight. I know what's going on with all these. Concerts? Do you have any of these tickets in your uh, infamous ticket frame? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, my frame is in storage, so I'd have to double check. But I'm sure that the ticket is uh, there. Um, I now I now have a new question to ask you every week. <laughs> Do you have tickets in your super frame? And every week the answer <laughs> will be the same. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I saw yeah, so I saw them there. Uh, I saw them. I believe I've seen them in Toronto. I've seen them. I've seen them three or four times, uh, but I can't remember all of them. But. Um, great. They, they have played in Toronto since I moved here and I have not seen them, uh, yet. They have reformed in, in the last, uh, in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. They, uh, they broke up, uh, after a few years and they are now back and, uh, alive and kicking. Yes, indeed. Have you seen them? I have not. Crazy. <laughs> it's, it's like, like many bands we cover on this show and on our sister show, the mezzanine sleepover, uh, when we do talk about music. Less and less frequently, though. And you know what? Like, it's been long enough. Like, they should play in Winnipeg. 
Absolutely. But they have not. As of this point, they have not played a concert in Winnipeg yet. So that is uh, sad. Sad news. Of course, playing in Winnipeg does not mean I will go see them. (laughs) No, there is no guarantee that you will go see them. There's never a guarantee. Uh, As much as I love music, and like, like really, like, it's a big, huge part of my life. The live concert thing is strangely not, like, my biggest ambition. Honestly. uh, Weird. uh, Um... On a total aside, one of your yes. favorite bands is playing a show here in March, The Aces. I know that. And it's like, should I go? It's their tour. Should you go? Yes, you should. If you were uh, living here, would you go? Yes, I would. Oh. And I, I thought of going to Minneapolis to see them, but the days don't not work for me. Well, you should come out to the, the big uh, big smoke. Well, yeah, that, that tour is selling out, too. Well. Be hot. Give it some thought, buddy. Uh, let's King. Talk, let's talk Agent. about the... Uh, let's talk about the darkness yes uh from the wiki the darkness and they put in uh uh, (laughs) in uh, parentheses band so that you know uh british rock band something else a a disambiguation perhaps uh that is correct uh so this is a british rock band formed in 2000 consisting of Justin Hawkins at lead vocals and guitar, his brother Dan Hawkins on guitar and backing vocals, uh, Frankie Poulin on bass and backing vocals, and Rufus Tiger Taylor on drums. Uh, They came to prominence with the release of their debut album, Permission to Land, in 2003, uh, and uh, it was backed by a number of singles, which we're going to talk about. And we will also talk about sales in a bit. But the band won multiple Brit Awards. Uh, You heard them... Uh, in the intro, speaking at the Brit Awards, Brish, Best British Group, Best British Rock Act, and Best British Album. Uh, nice. They went on to release a follow-up album, which you mentioned you enjoy, and I also enjoy it. One Way Ticket to Hell, <laughs> dot, 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 and back. Yes. Uh, in 2005, uh, Justin Hawkins would then depart from the band. Uh, he ended up going into rehab for uh, alcohol and cocaine abuse. And yeah. in fact, I will just read quickly from the DailyMail.com, uh, published uh, recently, December of 2018. The darkness is Justin Hawkins admits he blew 150,000 pounds on co- oh my god on cocaine after becoming dependent on five grams a day. Jesus. Uh, so yeah, he uh, the story basically says here. Um, that uh, during the height of the band's fame, he did make one million pounds in one month alone as a result of their festive hit, Christmas Time, open parenthesis, don't let the bells end, close parenthesis, and then blew all the money uh, on drugs and, you know, partying, etc. Miracle. He is now sober and living in Switzerland with his wife and daughter, but admitted that he isn't living in luxury anymore as a result of squandering his cash. Jesus Christ. Uh, As you would guess, the addiction became such a source of friction within the group that he went for two years without speaking to his brother, Dan, who was also the band's guitarist. Uh, I will say, though, that uh, one good thing that came out of the the split of the band at the time was that Justin Hawkins went on to form another band called Hot Leg. Uh, They released one album called Red Light Fever. It's fucking fantastic. You cannot... Highly recommended. It it cannot be found on Spotify at this time, but you can stream it on YouTube. Oh, so good. 
So yeah, uh, the darkness ended up uh, reforming in 2011, uh, and they have released a number of albums uh, since then. Uh, Hot Cakes was one of them. Uh, let's yeah. see, Pinewood Smile, Last of Our Kind. Uh, so uh, they are, again, alive and kicking at this time. Uh, the rest of the band, by the way, when Hawkins left, also formed another band called Stone Gods. Mm. Uh, Justin Hawkins also, as a solo performer, released a couple of singles under the name British Whale. Yeah, yeah, they did a cover of uh, This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us, which is tremendous. Yes. And uh, a... Uh, a uh, Tried to make a uh, World Cup uh, anthem for for the for England soccer team. Yes, and uh, I don't. I mean, the people say, like know it in England, yeah. right? But it ended. Up, I love it. Yeah, tremendous because it talks about it talks about it talks about the, the devious Germans. Yeah, and winning and winning at war. Yes, so good. Uh, a little bit about Justin Hawkins, uh, born in 1975. Uh, heavy influenced by classic bands of the 1970s and 80s, particularly Queen, Aerosmith, Def Leppard, and ACDC. Hawkins is noted for his falsetto singing voice and onstage persona. Uh, and uh, again, since 2005, he has been active in his synth-pop alter ego, British Whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the big, the big things you need to know about Justin Hawkins are, um, you know flamboyant uh where's the used to wear the big onesie the singlet yeah yeah uh you know heavily tattooed uh so many drugs and amazing singer with a falsetto voice and that is yeah. basically the signature uh for the band yeah uh so there you go would you like to tell us anything else that you wanted to share about the darkness or justin hawkins before we get into uh the album no i think we can get right into it buddy all right uh, the album itself, uh, it was released in the United Kingdom on July 7th, 2003, and in the United States on August 5th, 2003. It topped the UK albums chart and reached number 36 on the American Billboard 200 chart. Uh, I found it. It it came into the charts in uh, 2004. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping that I would also find releases by Prince in the same year. Uh, he released two albums, but they were exclusively downloads from his site. So that, that's we're just what... not hitting our Prince targets. No, there is no tie into or Prince. The I'm... organic Prince mention. We'll get there. Don't worry, buddy. Uh, five singles were released from Permission to Land. Uh, one of which I'm not going to talk about on this show, but that was Christmas Time, Don't Let the Bells End, which only appears on the German Christmas edition. Yeah, they're not covering that. Uh, of course, I believe in a thing called love was their most successful uh, single. It reached number two on the UK singles charts and is the one song. If you don't know about the darkness, uh, it's the one that you will uh, associate right. them with. Indeed. Uh, in terms of recording, uh, the band took inspiration for some of their work from the local North Suffolk area surrounding their hometown, uh, which included a song, which we'll talk about shortly called black shuck. Yes. With a great, a great story. I can't uh, wait. So uh, anyways, the band recorded an interview for MTV Japan, which discussed the inspiration behind their songs, as well as featuring self-filmed footage of their hometown. This features on a bonus DVD, and I do not uh, have the, delu- the Japanese deluxe edition of the album. I guess I should get my hands on it. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what format do you have this album on? Uh, I have it on... 
uh, compact disc. Yeah. And I am holding uh, a vinyl copy. Uh, yes. Of the album, this one uh, was a re-release. Uh, I'm not sure of the year, but it's in in the last couple of years that I uh, that it was re-released on vinyl. All right. Um, I should mention because I'm holding it up. I, I, oddly enough, when you type in "story behind darkness" album cover, you don't get anything. Um, they, uh, like last year, though, last week, a spaceship on the cover. Yeah, and they and there is there is like one quick mention of like album covers that are uh, misogynistic. Um, yeah. This album cover, you know, you could call it quite controversial. There is a spaceship. Um, it is yes. coming in for a landing. You've got the darkness, their kind of logo right in the middle. And then a naked woman directing the spaceship in for a landing. She is seen from behind, totally yes. bare-assed, yep. uh, wearing high heels and uh, the little the little cap. Yeah. Uh, and then on the back cover, the same woman from the front, but her two paddles are covering her boobs. All right. So that is uh, the album cover of uh, Permission to Land. Very controversial. Oh, my goodness. We're probably going to get twets about it. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Plenty of twetting. Uh, yes, should we uh, Should we go into the tracks? Yes, please. I, I'm pretty much ready to go track by track here. And then we'll talk a lot about reviews. Okay. Here we go. Let's start things off. <laughs> Great starting. Yes. Uh, most of these songs, by the way, credited to uh, the entire band for writing them together. Nice. Uh, this song is called Black Shuck. It's so good. <laughs> the song kicks off uh, Permission to Land. This is from Song uh, song, meaning, uh, song Facts. It is about the old English legend of a ghostly black dog, which is said to roam the Norfolk, Essex, and Suffolk, uh, Suffolk coastline. Oh, that's so good. And we get some falsetto right away. The lyrics are referring specifically to one legendary incident which happened on August 5th, 1577. Uh, Black Shuck is said to have burst in through the church doors. Uh, He ran up the nave past a large congregation, killing a man and boy and causing the church tower to collapse through the roof. As the dog left, he left scorch marks on the north door which can be seen at the church to this day. Other accounts attribute the event to lightning or the devil. Yeah. The scorch marks on the door are referred to by the locals as the devil's fingerprints. And this, of course, inspired the lyrics, Black Shuck, that dog don't give a fuck. That's so good. (laughs) I mean, listen, it's 2003, right? Yep. I mean, we're coming off a era of music, uh, fuck, especially in rock so morose yes and just you know navel gazing yes and uh which is fine but what a breath of fresh air let's go over to uh songmeanings.com uh, yes. User Freakish Fay says, LOL, the lead singer's vocals are so unintelligible that I had no idea what the song was about until now. I enjoy it quite a bit more now. Well, you know what? When you listen to it and you and you read the lyrics, it, it does make it more enjoyable. Uh, the second user here, I will read their name in a second, says, 
this song is the best darkness song of, and now the rest is in all fucking caps, he says, yeah. all fucking time, all of you cunts who say that alternative is cool, go wank inside a cupboard and eat your own bloody cock. <laughs> Yes. That, that was written by user Black Shuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I mean, is there a better song title? <laughs> I don't think so. Black uh, so there you go, the opening track. We're off to a good start, and then it gets oh, better. Oh, sure are. And then it gets much better. Yes, it does. We, we just we have to listen to the single or the, the start yes. of the song because yes, it's all, all in falsetto. Yes, so good. <laughs> Amazing. Screaming. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I got to let it play a little bit longer for obvious reasons. Yes. Here we go. Uh, that he yeah. said, cunt. It's so good. Mm-hmm. All right, get your hands off hey, my woman. Uh, the song was released in February 2003 as the lead single. What a great! Oh, uh, so pleasing. Although the single went on to win a Metal Hammer Golden God Award for best single, it has become the band's lowest charting single worldwide. And probably for obvious reasons. Yes. Uh, the song supposedly reflected personal experiences of lead vocalist Justin Hawkins. Uh, <laughs> from the Wiki, this is all from the Wiki. Get your hands off my woman became a sing-along favorite at concerts by the Darkness. Of course. Uh, and uh, let's uh, go over to song meanings with one line about the song. In this song, lead singer Justin Hawkins wants some drunk guy to get his greasy mitts off his girlfriend. Wow, that's deep. Um, songmeanings.com, this person says, in all caps, <laughs> Rap should fucking die. Love this motherfucking song. That would be by user Black Shuck. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I don't get is, it's like, Rap should die. <laughs> I know, right? I, I just, uh, I don't get it. Okay. Uh, the second comment uh, by the other Joey says, Ben Fold's cover of this song cracks me up so much. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a funny cover. Uh, ben Fold's, of course, covered this song on his EP Super D in 2004. Yeah. Got a quick sample here. Uh, of course, my favorite part of it is when he says, you were drunk and you were surly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, that's uh, my I'm thoughts. Pounding piano instead in, 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 uh, instead of the guitar. Oh, here we go. You were drunk okay. and you were surly. That's Kid Tetris style, too. Oh, big time. Uh, <laughs> do you have any uh, thoughts on this? Uh, any other thoughts on this song? Oh. It's a tremendous song. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, any song with "motherfucker" in the uh, in the chorus gets a thumbs up from me. So uh, definitely uh, a highlight. Uh, let's go to the third track. Uh, 
so this is Growing On Me. Uh, yep. It was released as a single on June 16, 2003, peaking at number 11 on the UK singles charts. Uh, it charted also in Australia and Ireland not all that well. Uh, despite rumors surrounding the song's meaning, lead singer Justin Hawkins has refuted suggestions that the lyrics pertain to pubic lice or sexually transmitted infections. <laughs> People have said it's about pubic lice, and that's obviously wrong because pubic lice doesn't grow on you, do they? <laughs> uh, uh, on Genius.com, uh, they have a, um, an actual quote from Justin Hawkins. Yep. It's about a sweet lady woman that you'll never fully fathom or understand, but you love her so much that after a while it doesn't matter. So Very sweet. He cleared it up right there. Uh, doesn't do himself any favors, though, when you look at the cover of the single. No. Uh, the cover of the single is a man's torso. It basically starts from right above where his cock would be. Yes. Uh, to kind of like just above the belly button. Uh, shirtless, wearing a pair of leather pants, which are zipped up but unbuttoned. Yeah. You see the hairline from the navel downwards and peeking out of the pants is a tattoo of flames. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the B-sides for this, by the way, were How Dare You Call This Love and Bareback. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have Bareback in your library? Uh, I have it. Uh, I have all the B-sides in my library. Though I'm not, I have them all sitting in my iTunes, but I'm not as familiar with them. No, I gotta give some of those a spin. Uh, I, I, sorry, a digital spin. <laughs> uh, from Song meanings.com contrary to popular belief and all the, although filled with sexual innuendo this song is no way in no way about pubic lice or any std and then uh, we got the same quote that you gave yeah from songmeanings.com user the darkness rock says it's actually about a sexually transmitted disease yeah okay <laughs> you love the darkness clearly <laughs> there you go done your research uh, let's go to track four. We mentioned it earlier. Everyone yes. knows this one. All right, so you all know this. I believe in a thing called love. It was actually the third single from yeah. Permission to Land, but the one that got them noticed by uh, everybody, including me... Yeah. Uh, when released as a single in September 2003, it peaked at number two on the UK singles chart, just behind Where Is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas. Uh-huh. Uh, it was named by Pitchfork Media as the 276th best track from the 2000s. All right. Uh, the B-sides for this album were Make It Out, Physical Sex, and Out of My Hands. <laughs> uh... There was a music video. What? Uh, should we talk about that on the show? Is this a show to talk about music videos? I don't know. What do I you think? Know. Go ahead. Uh, the music video for the song was designed to launch the band into the U.S. market. Directed by Alex Smith, the band are shown on a spaceship performing and battling aliens and monsters. Perfect. Uh, I believe in a thing called Love from the Wicca. was originally issued as a three-track EP in August of 2002. However, only a small number of copies were printed, and it was ineligible to chart. Okay. Uh, it was, again, beaten by Black Eyed Peas uh, when it was launched in full. Lead singer Justin Hawkins performs much of the song in head voice. In March 2005, Q Magazine placed the song at number 47 
on its list of 101 greatest guitar tracks. I mean, it's a great song. It's a yeah, a little little, little high, but you know, whatever. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lots of stuff on songmeetings.com. Okay. Uh, the band's former guitarist Dan Stone Gods Hawkins <laughs> told Classic <laughs> Rock the story of the song. I believe in a thing called love was such an important song for the darkness, but when we wrote it, I wasn't really sure about it. The chorus is so stupidly catchy, I thought that people were just going to take it as a complete joke. Right from the start, the song stuck out like a sore thumb. It's at the Def Leppard slash Queen end of what we did, whereas 90% of our stuff was inspired by 1970s ACDC and Aerosmith and Thin Lizzy. Oh, I could go on. All right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so what I like about it is the the sing-along chorus uh, that, you know, I got, you know, most of our sing-alongs yes. involve the A sound. Yeah. This is a good one with the, listen to the rhythm of a heart. <laughs> listen to the rhythm of a heart. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the, my favorite parts about it. Uh, back in 2003, when the song was released as a single, you never heard a guitar solo on the radio, but this song was designed to have guitar breaks in it. There is a specific part where he yells out guitar and we get a solo. Um, Samsung used the song in a 90-second commercial for their Galaxy Note smartphone that ran on the 2012 Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, and that was kind of uh, right before, well, it was right after the darkness had made their comeback. So it kind of was like, hey, we're back. We're back. Uh, from songmeanings.com. Okay. Uh, user sewed one two seven says, "Cool video. It's so cracked out." <laughs> okay. Uh, this is Royoki says, "Okay, after hearing the song way too many times, it's grown on me. But still, every time I hear it, I crack up laughing. The singer is hilarious. The thing that really caught my attention the first time I heard it was the guitar. The guitarist rocks. Anyway, the chorus is about sex. We'll be rocking till the sun goes down." Okay. Uh. Then a user swiftimoral underscore one says, if you think this singer sucks, you obviously have half a brain. Therefore, your opinion is irrelevant. <laughs> Misspells irrelevant. He has, Amazing. The, he has the range of Freddie frickin' Mercury of Queen, you half brains. <laughs> he, first of all, he does not. Let's be fucking honest. Yes. And secondly, half brains. Yep. Makes me so mad. The song kicks ass, the singer kicks ass, and that's all she wrote. And that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. Uh, before we continue, um, I wanted to mention, I forgot to mention this when I was talking about Justin Hawkins. Before he uh, uh, broke out with the darkness, he used to uh, do jingles and ads. That's and I, right. And I have one for Ikea. Here we go. Okay, let's hear it. So there you go. The fuck is that? <laughs> Shopping is for you. <laughs> Hopping so is for he he he. Let's go to track uh, five. And this is also how we end the uh, A side of this album. Right. 
I would say a, a, a chronically underrated song. Yeah, you know, it kind of sneaks up on you. Love is Only a Feeling, released as the fifth and final single from Permission to Land. The power ballad peaked at number five on the UK singles charts. Uh, there wow. is a there is a music video that was filmed in Australia. I know. Okay. Uh, the um, the B sides, Planning Permission and Curse of the Tolland Man, which now I have to hear because I'm assuming it has a story. Yes. Uh, over at songmeetings.com. This song is about how love isn't really real. It's just a feeling we have, nothing more. It talks about how we as humans have a tendency to make love out of this big, uh, uh, make love out to be this big otherworldly thing that transcends all and will take away our pain. My God, you're so long-winded. Like, enough. <laughs> uh, I do like, uh, for once, um, Punk Chris 55 on song meanings, and I actually like this, uh, this commentary. And, like, I'm not kidding. Awesome, awesome, awesome song. Seems weird that this song follows I Believe in a Thing Called Love on the album. Yeah. It's like, yay, I'm in a relationship and happy. Go love one minute. And I just got dumped and love is meaningless the next. Yeah, well, that's probably the point. Uh, The Darkness Rock says, About how love can mean everything, but can scar you when it's not there. Mm. And uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the song. All right. You like it? Do I like the song? Yeah. Yes, I do like the song. It kind of sneaks up on you. Mm-hmm. It slows it down. And uh, I, I quite enjoy it. Uh, now we're going to flip the record over and go to one of my favorites on the album. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, yes. All right. So this is Given Up. Yes. Um... I'll just read some of the lyrics. It's like, there's no doubt about what this is, right? Yeah. My mama wants to know where I'm spending all my dough. Honey, all she does is nag, nag, nag. But I won't apologize. I'd inject it into my eyes if there was nowhere else to stick my skag. All I want is brown, and I'm going into town, shooting up as soon as I'm back. My friends have got some good shit. All I want is some of it. Gimme, gimme, gimme that smack. (laughs) And you're sitting there fucking identifying with all of it. I'm like, oh, the best song ever about heroin and how I love it. Heroin, yes. Uh, Of course, the uh, lyrics are also great, uh, especially in the chorus. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Given up, given up, given a fuck. Yep. From songmeanings.com, this is about Justin Hawkins' heroin problem. It's clearly referred to in the lines, but I won't apologize. I'd inject it into my eyes if there was nowhere else to stick my skag. A skag is a heroin needle. Wow. <laughs> uh, a number of comments from songmeanings.com. I believe, I don't know if someone says it here, but I found one thing that was funny where they say it's about his heroin problem. He doesn't seem to treat it as a problem in the lyrics of this song. No. <laughs> Uh, Jay Who says, great tune. Seems a lot of songs about heroin are good. <laughs> uh, Laura Is Me says, I like this song. The line, there's a dragon I must chase. I'm not quite sure what that means, but I think it means that when he is high, he sees a dragon and must chase. I love it. Musical Bacon then chimes in. Chasing the dragon is slang for a type of smokable heroin. I think this song is about a drug buddy 
watch his friend giving up on life and dying on heroin. So he's giving up drugs because he can't stand any more drama. Uh, that enough. is not true. He is giving up on giving a shit. Exactly. Uh, anyways, giving up. Did, yeah, exactly. Uh, I fucking love this song. The happiest song about heroin addiction you'll ever hear. It's so good. All right. Uh, then uh, I would say now this is kind of where we get to a little bit of filler. Oh, absolutely. So if, if you're actually listening to the album from cover to cover, yeah, the last beat of, of Given Up basically goes right into Stuck in a Rut. So you could almost play them back to back. Yes. Uh, but this is Stuck in a Rut. Here we go. I have to say, when you read the lyrics to a lot of these songs, like you should give them a read. They're fucking pretty brilliant. They're really well written. And uh, the rhyming uh, patterns are tremendous. Um, this is, you know, it's it's a fine song. It's just it's just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, song meaning says, I think this song is about girl. Oh no, sorry, this isn't song meanings. This is or song facts. This is song meanings. One comment from Carlos R O nine. I think this song is about growing up and wanting a better life, wanting to see the world and to experience freedom. You can say it was like saying goodbye to a childhood life and entering rock stardom because. This is what happened after their first album was released, right? It's like, well, yeah, but they weren't rock stars when they recorded it. No, they weren't. Uh, but anyways. That's Stuck in a Rut. There you go. Uh, now, probably my favorite track from the album. Uh, so this is Friday night. Friday night. Uh, basically about like, it's like a, you know, uh, it's supposed to be like a cutesy love song. Yeah. Um, but he makes reference to activities yeah. uh, that they used to do at school. Uh, on Monday, cycling and rowing. Tuesdays, gymnastics and badminton. Uh, Wednesdays, bridge club and ping pong. Thursdays, archery and needlework. And of course, on Friday night, we are dancing. So I, I love this song. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, songmeanings.com. Shine You Diamond says, this, this song reminds me so much of Pulp, though not musically. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know either because it, it's a song. Uh, this commenter said, this song is the epitome of what a guy will do to get a girl. I once took a ceramic class because of a girl made a killer bong. The teacher never found out about. Okay. That user was Dick choke. Dick choke. So, you know, classy guy. Classy. Uh, and that's uh, Friday night. Uh, my favorite. It's, you know, it was never a single. No, just a, a simple little ditty. Yeah, no, it's a nice song. Uh, and now we get another one that I love. So good. Woo! Ew! 
So I'm actually, that's the intro to the album version, but I'm going to actually start playing a live version. Okay. Because I have a point to make with it. Okay. Oh, actually, well, let's just listen to him singing this live. Jesus. I remember the first time I saw them live. They 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 often would finish with this song. Yeah. And you know, you go to see the band and you're like, okay, like they do it in the studio. Yeah. But you know, he'll probably hit it a number of times in, in concert, but I'm sure that he's gonna like throw it to the the, the fans, right? Like yeah. that that classic trick. Phil Collins uses it all the time now. Yeah. When he doesn't have the range and he hits the high notes, he all just sticks the mic out to the audience. Of course. Uh Justin Hawkins though hits every fucking note. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so this is Love on the Rocks with No Ice. <laughs> uh, not many notes on uh, online, but from song meanings, Suicidal underscore Angel says, I think it's about a relationship that's turned sour. When they started out, it was great, but it's become a bit tedious, and they aren't as close as they used to be. You think? Yeah. Uh, but yes. And I mean... Some people say this title is stupid, but come on. No, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot else to say. It's just a great song. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling kind of to find the words for some of it. Um, uh, obviously, the the, uh, the it, it's a tour de force vocal, and uh, I I think the, uh, the the I love the riff as well. So. This not my favorite song on the album, but definitely in in in, in up up near the top for me. Uh, and then we finish the album out with uh, this track here. Yes. Kind of taking it down to end things. Yeah. Uh, this sounds eighties. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is Holding My Own uh, from Song Facts. This song is about a guy breaking up with his girlfriend because he wants sexual pleasure and she isn't ready. The lyrics, I'm holding my own, is about him pleasuring himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are a couple of differing opinions, though, on song meanings. Uh, Laura Lee 87 comes back again and says, This song is about masturbation, but to me it's always been an anthem for the sweet release of getting out of a long-term relationship that you felt trapped under. I really connect with that meaning of a newfound personal freedom. However, okay. user Bushmeister69 <laughs> says, why, is, uh, why do people have to be so damn stupid? This isn't about masturbation. So I love already Bushmeister69, the voice of reason. <laughs> It looks to me like it is a beautiful song about getting away from a relationship and a person you are obsessed with and being able to get away from all that and be yourself and stand on your own without relying on others. It is my favorite song on the album and a great way to finish it off. No pun intended. <laughs> no. I, um, I, this song's okay. Like, it's, it's not a bad song at all. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. a very different direction from the rest of the album. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a fine ending, though. Yeah, good for them, right? Yeah. Good for the darkness. Uh, and that is the uh, that is the end of the album, track by track. What a tour de force. Just a fantastic album. We got uh, lots and lots and lots of reviews uh, of this album. Oh, yeah. So let's uh, let me just find the section here on critical reception. So first of all, from the Wickeye. Uh, the album has received widespread acclaim by critics at Metacritic, which assigns a normalized rating out of 100. The album earned an average score of 79 based on 19 reviews. Permission to Land will never be the album that the darkness think it is, decided Classic Rock, but taken in the spirit that it is offered, it, it's certainly more fun than Use Your Illusion. And I wonder, one or two? <laughs> Uh, in terms of ratings, we've got allmusic.com, four out of five stars, Blender, four out of five stars, The Guardian, four out of five stars, Mojo, four out of five stars, Enemy, seven out of ten, uh, Rolling Stone, three stars. So don't oh, like it as much. Um, but I know that there are a few that you're probably interested in knowing. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to give you a bit of a surprising one at first. Okay. In 2003, Craig Daniels of Exclaim. Oh my God. Uh, writes uh, a review, no rating here. Says, first off, this is not a great or classic album by any means, and the mid to high falsetto vocals of lead singer Justin Hawkins aren't for everybody, but this band does in fact rock, albeit in a highly inconsistent way. Secondly, it appears that they are not just a spinal tap joke band, they are in fact just a bunch of weird English guys who love Queen and heavy metal classic rock in general. The two kickoff tracks, Black Shuck and The Amazing Get Your Hands Off My Woman, are so fucking kicking that they, yes. make, that they make the band sound like uh, the Helicopters or Danko Jones. Uh, sorry, what? they make bands like Helicopters okay. or Danko Jones sound positively fey in comparison. Things yes. turn for the lukewarm and worse when the darkness slide into Ario Speedwagon mode on Growing On Me, and the rest of the album tends to jump from mid-tempo rockers like Friday Night to slower ballads like Holding My Own. Hats off, though, for the UFO slash Scorpion slash Roger Waters inspired CD booklet graphics, which perfectly mirror the tunes found here. Um, and there you go. So Exclaim Magazine. I think that's the first appearance on this show. Oh, uh, for For those... <laughs> um... I'm going to go to Robert Criscow very quickly. Uh, I don't actually, there is no um, grade here. There is a star, one star. Okay. I don't know if he did star ratings, though, or if that's just part of what was. No, he did star ratings, and they, um, I'm, I'm not sure how it, how it works. Uh, the one line yeah, here says, uh, they mean their hard rock candy and mercury posing, but they also mean their read me sheet and their funniest heroin song ever. That's all we got. Okay. Uh, Common Sense Media has a lot to say about this album. Oh, let's hear it. Tony Hicks. Uh, they say uh, appropriate for age 16 plus. Okay. Two stars. Mm. Not very good or original. Teens can do better. Uh, <laughs> the Parents Guide to What is in This for Listening. Uh, not present, positive messages, not present, <laughs> violence, three out of five for sex, three out of five for language, not present, consumerism, three out of five, I'm a little surprised by this, for drinking drugs and smoking. Yeah, it's a, that's a little strange. <laughs> what parents need to know, 
parents need to know that this CD <laughs> isn't age appropriate for younger kids and tweens. And don't believe for a second that just because of the darkness invokes every 70s and 80s hard rock cliche ever imagined that the CD won't attract your kids like a moth to a searchlight. Also realize that when the darkness borrows all those hard rock cliches, it includes the language, drug, and sex references, so you may want to check out the lyrics before you share with your teens. <laughs> What's the story? The big questions regarding permission to land. Does the darkness mean it, or are these guys trying to cash in on America's big appetite for irony? The answer seems to be yes, they do mean it. Unfortunately, the band isn't over the top enough to be funny, and certainly isn't original enough to be good. At times, the record does work musically. Riff-driven and simple songs like Growing On Me, I Believe in a Thing Called Love, and The Semi-Sweet Friday Night are easy to like. But when a band writes an upbeat song about heroin or throws around profanity that's seriously offensive to women, it's time for parents to at least take notice. Ah, uh, common sense media. Is it any good? Even if the content of the CD doesn't bother you, the bad, bad cliches might. Love on the Rocks with No Ice could possibly be the worst song title ever, fitting the record's worst musical composition. Be concerned that your children might want to join a band and start writing songs like that. Wow. What do you talk to your kids about? Families can talk about the use of irony and how difficult it can be to tell if sentiments are real or if they're meant to be ironic. Also, why do bands push the boundaries for good taste? <laughs> my favorite though so great i love it under user reviews there's none for parents but there is one for kids mm -hmm. this is by kid 11 years old four stars cool album i love this album and i've been listening to it since i was two <laughs> not that wow. bad my mom didn't know what the lyrics were until i showed her the lyric book it's okay for mature tweens but if you like the darkness uh buy one way to ticket to hell it's less intense Wow, uh, that is common sense media. I, I always love when you when you bring when you bring them into the fold. Tremendous. You've been waiting for this one, Pitchfork.com. Yes, indeed. Re reviewed this right after it came out in two thousand and three. Scott uh, Plegenhoff gave it eight point four. All right. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but um, one thing I'll read here says, uh, let's see, the darkness are from England and they wear things like open chested cat suits and tight trousers. Sometimes <laughs> these album outfits are made of leather. Sometimes they have animal prints. The band members sport long hair and look like they stepped off the stage at Castle <laughs> Dongington circa 1980. To a lot of people, this means the darkness couldn't possibly be any good. And then he talks about, he, he writes some sort of like play. Oh, God. So we're just going to skip that. But uh, Pitchfork, um, a fan of the album. Yeah. Uh, there's a review from the BBC that was written in 2003 as well. Um, basically, though, all you need to know is uh, the last couple of uh, lines. All in all, this is an impressive debut album and like a breath of fresh air. Those fed up with the introspective and ultra-serious bands such as Coldplay and Radiohead, uh, The Darkness, are going to be huge. Uh, they were big. Yeah, yeah. Mid-level. Uh, yeah. Uh, and finally, um, lots, uh, obviously, like, generally well-liked, but lots and lots of one-star reviews over at uh, Amazon.com. Oh, my God. Uh, including things like one-star, falsetto lover's delight. Uh, <laughs> just one word, overrated. 
You can't be serious. Uh, here's one you'll like. Rob Walsh says, nostalgia is just dumb. Okay. Uh, someone, Captain Jack says, this trash deserves no stars. <laughs> nice. Uh, Joe says, run to the hills. Oh, my God. Uh, but my favorite, yours truly, misspelling truly, uh, mm-hmm. one star, permission denied. <laughs> ah, yes! Now, that's sass. Uh, <laughs> so? I don't care. That That's a fucking five-star review. Uh, he says, this band is crap with a capital crap. I gave it two stars because I actually liked, I believe, in a thing called love. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's so horrible and strange. I can't help it. Um, but the rest yeah, of the CD strange. sucks, and I would deeply advise anyone I know. By the way, there's just misspellings all over this. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't want to be cleaning blood off the floor because their ears started to bleed from listening to the music. Oh my God. And this sentence goes on for four more lines. Come on. Come on, ref. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, ref. Uh, anyways, uh, so generally well-regarded album, uh, yeah. and uh, those are the reviews. Uh, the last thing, of course, we have the tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of touring over in uh, the UK. Um, yes. But I did want to talk specifically about uh, some Canadian stops on the tour. Okay, let's uh, hear it. I did find the set list uh, for when they played in, uh, in Montreal uh, and when I mm. saw them. So where is the date here? Oh, let's go back. Sorry. Let's go to The Darkness at Auditorium de Verdun, Montreal, Quebec, June 22nd, 2004. Um, we play a B-side called Bareback. <laughs> uh, we go into Black Shuck, and then we make our way through the goodness, ending the night with the encore of Given Up and Love on the Rocks with No Ice. Uh, nice. And then basically this album is played uh, cover to cover. Um yeah, but uh, anyways, they they go on tour as usual, uh, music festivals and larger venues in the UK and in Canada and the US, they are largely playing in big clubs, and that's yeah. pretty much where they've stayed. The last time they were in Toronto, they played in the at the Phoenix, which is a big club, mm. um, and that is uh, kind of it for the Darkness on tour, and uh, also, I think, the end of my commentary on the uh, album. What do you think? Any uh, thoughts? Love the album. High recommendation. For anybody who likes rock music, um, put away your preconceived notions about um, is it ironic? It doesn't matter. It's good fucking music, and there's some hilarious fucking lyrics, and it's awesome, and you have to give it a listen. Uh, stop trying to be so cool. Just enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking great. It's meant to be fun. Like, that's, that's yeah, what it is. That's it, the point. And it's not meant to be funny. It's meant to be fun, and there's some funniness. Uh, but it's also, I mean, this is a great sounding album. It's tremendous. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, I believe on our show, you promised an album, which we didn't deliver on just yet. Yeah, we had some, uh, so, uh, we had some uh, issues with scheduling. Uh, we are going to be coming back, hopefully, with uh, Sex Packets by Digital Underground. I, I think we're going we're gonna to push ahead. If we can't get the Cajun Man in, I'm moving forward with it next, okay. uh, next week. So just to be sure, Sex Packets is not going to become this podcast version of music videos? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. I, I do want. I do definitely want to cover it. I'm super excited. It's so good. And um, I'm there, there's a lot to talk about, uh, a lot to unpack. But uh, unpack it, if you will. 
airtight packets. Um, and so if I if we can get the Cajun man in, uh, that will be a bonus. If not, uh, I will be taking you on a journey. All right. Uh, that uh, that you and the listeners will enjoy. But uh, yeah, that's what we're uh, that's what we're cooking up for next week. So uh, in the meantime, go back and uh, check out albumsaredead.com for all of our yes. previous uh, twenty some odd episodes. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to us on uh, on iTunes, I have to talk to you by the way offline at some point because um, I'm just I'm, I'm sure I'm doing something dumb, but it's like I'm trying to get us on Spotify and Google, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> all right, I'll let me let me take a let me take a stab at it. Also, and again, like you do the you do a great job with the site, yeah. but. Um, do you want me to write up the what the show is about section for you? No, I got to do that. <laughs> because I'll, for I'll, six I'll months, right for six months, our show is about coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's also no episode archive. So yeah, I got to, I got to do that. So to all our listeners who, who visit our website daily, I will take a look at that. I promise. All right. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I am slip of five eyes or slip. I'm the uh, webmaster <laughs> supreme at megamix.com, and uh, we'll be back next week with Zex Packets. We'll see you later. Good night.